0: Welcome to Genius Leadership, Overcoming Everything podcast. Join me every week for insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their roller coaster ride to leading from the zone of genius. I'm your host, Anna Lieben. And before we kick off, let me invite you to a complimentary strategy call where during 30 minutes we work on identifying your zone of genius and lay out a plan for you to stay in that zone as much as possible. Schedule the call via link in the show notes. And for now, let's take a ride together. Welcome to the show, dear Genius Leader. Today I'm talking to Hierin Svenbjörson, who is not less, not more, but Iceland's chief happiness officer. Hierin has a company called To Happiness, and he is working and dedicating all his time and energy to help other people feel happiness at work, at home, and in life in general. He has a podcast about that, where he talks to other people passionate about happiness. And I invited him because he's a funny guy and bringing joy in every conversation he's having. So I hope that you will feel that in in our talk with with Hidden. He is in Iceland and he always likes to challenge his guests on his show with the pronunciation of Icelandic words. Uh, that's why I try to pay extra attention to pronunciation of his uh, name, and I'm pretty sure he he wouldn't say that I do it completely right, but I'm doing my best. Anyways, uh, talking about our conversation, a couple of key points. I really liked Heden's definition of a leader, uh, apart from the more typical, I would say, things like having vision and talking openly about mistakes. Heden also mentioned that a true leader doesn't outshine the employees. And I want you to think about it a bit extra, that a true leader, that's a person who is quite often in the spotlight, right? When something goes right, but also when something goes wrong. And it's an interesting perspective that a true leader doesn't outshine the people who work with a leader. Think about the people around you who have been in the leadership positions and think about those that you like of them and whether they outshine or not. And then also think about the ones who didn't resonate with you or whom you didn't resonate with and how did they do on that matter. I thought it was an interesting point. We all discussed about leaders needing support, how often people are staying alone in, on that journey and they feel like they're top, on top of the uh, of their organization, but whether it's a department or the whole company or whatever. And that's why they don't see the way of getting support. And we discuss the ways how you can do it, how you can find someone who can support you because we all need that. And none of us should go through their uh, through the life and through our career without some support from the outside. we we'll also talk about the dysfunctional members and how much attention to pay to them and how to handle the situations with some people on the team who are not Contribution to the general good. We are talking about dealing with envy as a leader. That was a million dollar question, which I suggested that I have an answer to, but let's see uh, whether you agree or not. We're talking about the question, how are you and how it might have a new meaning or how the pandemic can bring finally a new meaning to it instead of just being an alternative to saying hi. And uh, we discuss how you can actually make a huge difference in the well-being of the other people around you, be it your employees or your managers or anyone else on the team, just by changing the way how you ask it. We are also discussing the compliments, how to give and how to receive them. And lastly, we are discussing the importance of letting yourself play, because you only have one life, and it's not forever. I hope you enjoy the conversation I, and take some valuable points for yourself, for leading yourself in the daily life and for bringing more joy and happiness in the workplace, whichever workplace you are at. Enjoy and let me know what you think, as always. Hedin, I hope I said your name right.
1: Yes, you can. My name is Hedin Swimperson, but. Yeah. Uh, here in, and that is like i think that it, that would probably be a, a another podcast where we can take the icelandic names and and have them on like display and <laughs> you just read them. through
0: the whole couple of thousands of names that are in the registry
1: right <laughs> oh the phone book maybe yes thank you <laughs> but for people i i have to, I, I lived in denmark for eight years and instead of like going through agony of yes my name is here huh? uh huh? So I just said, "Oh, call me Hedin." And after a while, it was just like if I heard something with an H, I just like yes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, you have
1: to have you have to have like humor about mm. the names because we like we ha- we are a, a little bit unique in that mm. sense because we we in Iceland we tend to re- value our language and we try to like give. Stuff names that are unique because we want to have it in the Icelandic fashion. So it's just like like a jet is not a jet in Iceland; it's thought.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, like but thank you for having me on your uh, show or podcast yeah. or like I, it's the first oh. time where I have to be and like in pictures. So I combed my hair. I got my backup stuff. Like the stuff of to happiness. You can see here over here mm-hmm. in this corner is Hairy and Froggy. And then over there is Woody uh, and Teddy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm... You're prepared. I am prepared. I, I and you have support. your
0: support team. Yeah, that's very yes. important. That's yes. what I teach all my clients. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I, I am, yeah, because I am a, a one-man show in, the, uh, in my company. It's good to have somebody to nag about, like, because I don't think my wife would love me more if I come and, like,
0: yeah we all have those moments right as
1: business
2: owners
1: (laughs) yes thank you so like it's good to have some like fun staff members too like (laughs) and and frocky frocky can like he cannot
0: Mm, exactly he can agree with you so you know whom to talk to depending on what you want what kind of reaction you want so yeah
1: yeah. so if if yeah probably because like woody he is very stiff on everything so it's (laughs) just like and tough and happy, he's just So that's great. <laughs> so yeah, we actually. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, actually... think I, th- I think I'm a great eater in that sense. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone is happy on your team, huh?
1: <laughs> oh yes. Good. And if not, they just like they have to leave the room.
0: And you need to help them because they can't move themselves.
1: Well, yeah, yeah that's like, I, oh yeah, go outside the room. No, <laughs> you can't say that.
0: <laughs> you need to throw them out. All right, let's go back to business.
1: Yes, business. <laughs> I account. actually
0: wanted to welcome you to the show.
1: So oh, welcome I did it <laughs> yes, thank, thank you, Anna, because now I, I am used to having my own podcast. So I'm like this is an unusual role for me to be an interviewee is interviewed. It's just like Okay, you have to like. Don't take charge. Don't take charge. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm. I'm gonna cut it out. (laughs) Cut it off. Every time you try to take the charge of this conversation, it's me who is the boss.
1: (laughs) Let's hope the cat will come and show its ugly face Mm. on Zoom. Yeah,
0: the cats. Those
1: are always taking over the bossy (laughs) part, right?
0: All right. I want to talk about happiness at work, which is your jam. But I always start the conversation with my jam, leadership. So yeah. my first question to you is: Who is a leader to you, and what is leadership?
1: Well, I had to think because it's like almost nine months or so where I quit my job at Reykjavik Council. But I had a leader who was, in my mind, she she did a exceptional or great job! Just say that, like she was there and stuff. So, but I, as I jotted down some things that I, I, I want to emphasize, is that a leader, he like he must have a vision for his team, some guidelines and some something to for his team to like know. If the, if the leader says I'm going there, or and, and the team knows, okay, we're all going there. But if the team leader or the leader does not say it, then how should the team know about where the direction is and stuff. Hmm. So a vision is a great, and like a great leader does not outshine their employees, but like, but is is still on like a constant lookout for the people who can do better or do it better, like the job at hand better. And I think also a leader should be the one who leads and listens to his team and is not afraid to like come in one day and say, Hey you guys, I make a blunder, I made an error yesterday, so can we like it's all about authenticity because you have to it's not leadership is not something that you just you are not born. Okay. I would prefer to be a part of a leadership or a team, but then I would have another one who is in the front, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. But because Sometimes, uh, but that is just like how you are made in that sense. So and I, I, I think a, a great leader like, tells people when he makes mistakes or does something that is not quite off to the book. It's just like if we took, because we love sports, don't we, Anna?
0: I'm a single kind of person in the sports thing.
1: Yeah. So if are, you want to yeah, talk
0: about football... I'm the worst one there.
1: I was going to talk about football. (laughs) No, I'm just talking. Like, if you you look at some sports, like, if you look at football, soccer, handball, whatever it is, like, and the captain on the the field, if he just stands there and directs and, and points fingers and stuff, like, what does the other members do? They just get confused and, like, they don't know. Like, it is like a captain on a on a team and you just like you do this that like everybody knows the role but you have to go forward and, and then then the other ones they have to know what the what is expected.
0: Yeah. So it's clarity and also the trust because yes. you like you as a leader you get you get everyone clear on what their tasks are. And then you, as a leader, need to have trust that they will do that and they will come to you for support. But you don't micromanage and you don't really try to control what they're doing and how they're getting the result.
1: And you have, yes, by that, you empower the people. Like you have, because there must be a reason why you have hired the people to work with you. So you have to trust them to, like, you have some set of skills to move along and, and just like you don't hire somebody and says, well, I, I was made to, I, I, my mom told me to hire you. So mm-hmm. like that is not the thing. Well, so empowering the people and, and give people the leverage to shine. And maybe because we, in my mind, I was talking to on my podcast, the tribute to happiness podcast. I was talking to Neil Morley who has been in his, firm for 20 years as an employee and you were like you should we call an ambulance <laughs> yeah i was just like what how like what year is it like and, and it's just like but, but he has had plenty of opportunities to evolve and he he loves the people he's working with. so that must also be a challenge that you you are recognized and you are the people around you say okay hmm, we have to do this and like Neil, can you do this? It's, it's, it was so empowering to listen to his story. Because, but okay, maybe he is a relic. I, do, I, I don't know if he, he would love me <laughs> for saying that. But it is because today, people, young people, but that is only in my opinion. Like, I, I don't know, you. I maybe there are some research about it, but people spend maybe two years at the place. And I, I find like they, they change jobs as somebody would change the t-shirt or the underwear or something. Like, Where do you get experience if you have stayed for a short time or a
0: long time? Do you think it's partly, it got a bit of a trendy thing to do, right? That you're not kind of stagnating, you keep moving. But on the other hand, maybe that got a bit from the leadership, dysfunctional leadership in the workplaces that people don't grow into the place, so to say, and grow within the place. And that's why they want to move forward on
1: to some other job. Mm -hmm that that could be one explanation but i i think because we talk a, a lot about the social media now and the because i'm at the age where like i'm 54 no i'm 29 sorry <laughs> i'm 54 and like and it's just like everything has a, a circle you 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 just go around like you start from a and you but somebody always wants to skip a hurdle like move fast and 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 like the social media it's just like it goes so far. so maybe I don't know if, it, if that is the case. But intolerance is, yeah, maybe we have to talk about it. But I think being patient, yes. But mm. those who have, truly value and they can feel sense the workplace is a good place, then they will stay. Mm. But if they are going to stay for twenty years or five years, which five seven years maybe could be a, a good because sometimes maybe a good. A great leader should say, "Okay, now you have been with us for five to seven years. How can we make you go forward? Because Mm -hmm. you have something. That's also empowering. But it's also like I was at my former workplace for twelve years, and I was just like, I thought a lot of times, like, okay, now I have to move on. But there was something holding me back because my insecurity, maybe, and Mm -hmm. my like, I had to have this." sense of like I can't resign and just like have nothing. Mm-hmm. But then I did the most craziest thing last year. I handed in the 12th of February, the February 12th in 2020, I handed in my resignation letter. And I was asked a lots of times, lot of times, if I wanted to like unquit my quitting. But I was just like no, because I wanted to to stand with my decision. Mm-hmm. And in the same sense of when I handed in my resignation, it was like a fog that lifted. And I was just like millions. Now, okay, hundreds of possibilities. But which like, you know, they, when one door closes, then the other, like some other door opens. I was just like, oh, this truly is. This truly happens. Mm. And I just like, I, okay, I went also into this crazy Jim Carrey from Yes Man movie. I just like, do you want to do this? Yes. So I said almost yes to everything, and I'm lucky because there was no carpenter who said, "Do you want to work for me?" Because I have ten of those, so I was very happy. Mm -hmm. So I, like after I quit, I slept for a month. I was so tired. I was so tired. I literally slept for a month. So and then I started to work as a waiter, Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that being a waiter would be so much fun because you meet loads of interesting people and the stories and just having a sense of a nice evening, with a good meal and, and talking to people and just say, yeah, oh, lovely to see you. Great to meet you and uh, drive safe. Mm-hmm. It was just so, it was so giving. And it's just like, uh, it's unbelievable when you, uh, and I th- never thought that I would be there because I. How many times did I sit in front of the telly or listen to a podcast? Well, yeah. And then one door closes and the other one opens, or one window cl- closes and the other. says, "Yeah, yeah." I, <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> yeah, bye. Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. that—that's my take on it. So
0: <laughs> that, that's very good point here. That you he sometimes. Like we we have all this wisdom around ourselves, right? And the information is just overflowing, and we're flooded with that. And quite often, it's a lot of golden nuggets that are sad and come into our attention, but they don't resonate because they don't fit into our current picture of the world. And that was what that's what was happening to you in that job. And yeah. once you were out of that framework, you suddenly started, Getting you, you became that soil that kind of takes in those seeds, in a way. Yes,
1: and also I realized that being afraid don't get you. It doesn't get you anywhere. Because mm-hmm. I, prior to that, I started with my Atlantic podcast, and I couldn't kill us. Like I was just like I interviewed people, and I was just so intrigued by them, and I listened to the story, and I was curious and stuff. And then I was when I started my mission after I handed in my resignation, there was. I read this book called "Brave Leadership" by Kimberly Davis, and I like loved it. And I was talking where she mentioned that I had to translate my Icelandic podcast so, like the rest of the world could have enjoyed it. And I, but then I said, now nah, maybe that my next brave would be making a podcast in English. Mm. And then another friend said, well, then you have to into, like you can talk to me and, and Kimberly. And I was like, "Yeah."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I started to like think about it and and try to figure out how to do it. But the worst thing when I was going to launch my first episode was that my like I was literally like shaking, and I was trying. And my wife said to me, "Hit the F button, hit entry, and figure out what happens." And I think that is the main thing that like. We have to make mistakes or we have to do stuff to learn and to progress and to go forward in life. Because I think here
0: we're, we're very interesting point here again, uh Hayden Hayden. Hayden yes.
1: <laughs>
0: you always you you always bully your guests about the pronunciation of your name. That's why I pay extra attention. Or,
1: or I um, just laugh about it. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's it's all positive. So you're talking about the fear, right? And you've been a podcaster for several years, and it's quite successful here in Iceland. And then suddenly, just because of the switch of the language, just yes. Quote unquote. Yes. You were shaking out of fear. So, what do you think was this difference? Why did this fear come up?
1: The main, first thing was English is not my like first language. And my first episode was me talking to a, a great friend of mine or colleague from Belgium, Kim, and, and like, she's a French, she speaks French, and then she has to talk in English. So we, I think probably we, we were both insecure because mm-hmm. when she... I asked a question in English, like from Icelandic to English and asked. She had probably had to like think it in French and then speak. Like, so it was just like... like it was so sort of straining. But when I talked to the American... I had an American guest on, an English, English, English guest. It was just like, yeah, so... What do you think about happiness at work? And it was just like playing a uh, pushing a play button, and it's just mm-hmm. like waka 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 waka. And I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the fear of saying things not exactly right mm-hmm. or making a fool of yourself. Mm-hmm. But then I'm this kind of person that I really don't care. So I'm just like I have this notion of. Life ain't worth of having worries about am I making but you still
0: cared you still cared when you but were I, about yes. to launch the podcast
1: yes but and I really thought about it why why did I go there mm. why did I because it was not the case in Iceland with the Icelandic podcast but when it came to to the English podcast this was maybe because I was also reaching out over the borders of Iceland because mm. Maybe we always look at ourselves as a, uh, we are a nation, tiny nation, North Atlantic. We don't get places without planes and stuff or ships. So it's just like, who wants to listen to an Icelandic bloke in in a podcast? But I have had a blast. I I love talking to people. Again, it's just like, because happiness at work is something that I have grown fond of because I I think of it a, a lot. And I find it intriguing when people have these amazing stories. Or, for example, I was talking to a lady, Dr. Jenny Brock is in who is from Australia, and she wrote this book called Thriving Mind, where she talks about when she went into burnout. Hmm. And it is so, like, heartbreaking when, when you like, listen to those stories. And, you're and they happen like, all
0: the time, right? And it's it happens all many. the
1: time, and it is starting to show Everywhere. And people are like, why is it that this is an issue? Like 20 years ago, there was probably more discussion about what kind of a table you would sit at, at work, how it should a chair and stuff. But nobody mentioned burnout because you just worked. Stop whining. Keep on going. So it's just like fascinating to hear in her case how she like figured it out and moved ahead and, and figured out what she wanted and not wanted. Mm. Because you only have one life. Yeah. You only have one life. And what is your legacy? Well, she worked herself to death. Nobody like, wants that on her tombstone. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> like, uh, so you, we have to, like, because all the research shows that what is it that makes you as an employee insecure it's like unsustainable workload, lack of control, perceived lack of control, insufficient rewards for effort, and lack of support, lack of fairness, and the mismatch of values and skills. Mm. And, and I have always, I have often wondered about when you put the team together, do you have Like if you have a team of four, do you have four uh, introverts on the team? (laughs) Or do you have, like, how do you combine? Because I think a company, if if a leaders would like have some system to, okay, this one would go very well with this one. And they would like, it's like a game of chess. It's a very
0: complicated question. And we discussed it a lot with my husband, who is a researcher. He's researching software engineering, but he's using a lot of these psychological studies in his education, like in his teaching students. He does a lot of group work and group projects for for his students as assignments. And he's like, that all stuff is BS in the end of the day. You can't take one test and say, okay, this guy is this kind of personality and this girl is this kind of personality. So put them together in the group and they will work best. So it's very complicated question and there is no quick answer, but I really want to tap into one thing here. You mentioned a couple of things that make people unhappy at work with lack of support and so on. And I want to go into the happiness at work for leaders in particular, because I feel like we're talking a lot about happiness at work. Okay, maybe not enough still, (laughs) but still there is is a conversation about how can we uh, make our employees happy, keep them happy, satisfied, engaged, and so on in the workplace. And that gets in on the lap of the managers of the leaders in the company, but no one talks about happiness of the leaders. So, I would like to go into that topic with
2: you.
1: Yeah. I think that is because you have to, because you are like, you have grown so much that all of a sudden it's just like, maybe it's like parenting. Like you have like the kids, you you hold their hand, you hold your kids' hands for a long time. And then all of a sudden you say, okay, now you're grown up. Maybe that is also when you get, when you get higher up in the, uh, like, in the system, in the, in the company, then you just all of a sudden you, they say, well, you are this far. Now you can do it yourself. But actually, I, I think it's probably the same. You have to, everybody needs support and mm-hmm. you have to be authentic or vulnerable and say just, okay, guys, I'm in a rot. I have, like, I can, I have some, something is happening. I can't see beyond my nose or what, what I should say. So leaders, ha- are also humans. Mm. So you have to think about your vulnerability as a leader because if you have all the baggage and access on, like with the weight of the world on your shoulders, you will go down with a flag. And it's just like it goes all the way up. You have to have a support system that helps you. And, and this simple question, how are you today? It doesn't matter if it's the, the boss. Or like it—it it is just like we have to show interest in the people we are dealing with. Mm. And are you
0: suggesting that the employees start doing that genuinely curious about how the leader is within their? Yeah, or, or just
1: like why if the leader—if we are telling the leader to go to his employee and say how are you today—it must be a normal question to be asked. The vice versa, like mm-hmm. the employee asks, because. If there is something happened in your life, your grandmother died or like in the, in the pandemic, like you haven't seen your grandparents for ages and you're just Mm -hmm. like suffering because your grandmother meant so much to you and stuff. Like if you just talk about it, because we are all humans, Mm -hmm. we all have our fears, we all have our feelings and we are like, if you're happy, what what is it that connects people like sports connects people then if it our like our Icelandic, <laughs> our Icelandic stupid host here <laughs> uh, yeah, well you do something else you are good at something yeah, else but yeah, like absolutely. everybody everybody can make the who clap like <laughs> so it's so, just like but then it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter who you are and what hat you have on your head when you are like in a sporting game or what you're doing because if you can show that you are are like minds think alike like great minds think alike so it's just like find your place i'm not talking about that you have to be best buddies or best like you don't have to invite everybody home for coffee and so it's just show interest in the people you have mm. and likewise because it's all from the top and down and maybe like the people who are down they can also say oh and how are you it is so like it is it sounds simple but mm. there are a lot of people that don't dare to say.
2: Yeah,
0: that's, um, I've seen it as the cultural difference. Like I'm coming from a more direct culture you, yeah. for, in Ukraine. And when I moved to Sweden and then I started in England there, the how are you question or are you okay in the <laughs> Newcastle where I lived, there was a kind of a greeting way and no one cares <laughs> you are but i was answering straightly like yeah i'm like this or that or this is happening in my life and i'll just be in this awkward situation people are like staring at me like huh Uh -huh.
1: yeah (laughs) i I, I I, hear this (laughs) yeah and i i I thought I, i was in london with my well i have a good friends good friends in london and i was just like why is it that when you go into a store in london or in england that you're like how are you? And you like you say, you we we just start to, yeah. Well, I just walked like I took the bus and and the people are just and you just can see them that it's just the like it's the question that they have to ask. Mm-hmm. So it's like you say, it's a cultural thing. But I think like in a workplace, it must be a, not a, like and it is just like okay, how are you today? And whenever the situation is like in the pandemic, we Companies were f- facing some unbelievable challenges. And the thing about working remotely, like it's an you have to trust the people. You have to trust your employees. A good leader just says, okay, I know you're doing your stuff. Because sometimes at home, even though you if you work for six hours and you get the things done that you yeah. are supposed to do, then what about the two hours? Are they then don't you value them as a reward? or like Because when at the workplace, you may be, there are phone calls, there are this and that, maybe and then when you're at home, then you just, you allow yourself to focus on the work at hand, don't have any interruptions around you.
0: and Unless stuff. you have so kids homeschooling, but that's not uh, in uh, another yeah,
1: thing. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that, like that is, uh, but here in Iceland, we did not have that. Like, so, but but then you have to come to an agreement with your spouse or yeah. to the significant other that okay, I take Monday, like, and then you can swap in between weeks and stuff. So, so there are lot of things that the pandemic showed us and revealed their ugly faces. And I think that we, I think companies and we as employees, leaders, whatever, we are like moving forward again. Mm-hmm. And I think that is human resources, HR departments, they are, I'm I'm wondering if they are stagnated, if they are in a rut, that like there is a system that was made up all those years back and they are just like, well, why change what is good? But then the question is, is it good?
0: Honestly, I've been in many many organizations and talked to clients from different organizations and I am yet to meet Person who is super happy with the HR department within their
2: their organization.
0: And not to talk bad things about the HR, but it's really about the mismatch of the needs of the organization because the organization has moved forward and we just kept the functions the same. Mm. The people now, now, there are so many systems, automated systems, and so on, that help HR people keep track of the salaries and whatnot. But people are having this expectation that the HR people will help us with like like coaches and this and that and like come in and like put out fires when we have conflicts between people. Mm -hmm. But those people are not educated in those uh, things quite often. So we have a total mismatch between the official function (laughs) and the Mm -hmm. the education and the talent of those people because they are great at systemizing things and, and other things. But then we have put like a hundred more things that we think they should do, but we never equip them. It's the same with the leadership. We get people into leadership positions, but we never train them. And just today I was having a call with one of my clients and he was talking about that. Isn't it weird, Anna, that like when you are responsible for some tool in production, you get trained on how to use that tool on day one of your job. And statistically, we, we started with that because I, I was saying that leaders on average get the first education or training in leadership. 13 years after they've started leading people and he's like if it's a tool like a physical tool then it's on day one and if you your tool quote unquote are people and you're supposed to use your people to bring the value to the company then you need to first (laughs) do the trial and error and hurt people and yourself for 13 years
1: before you go on a
0: three-day tour or course and you forget (laughs) afterwards.
1: And think about the colleagues which you have been working with for maybe like, okay, let's go for like 10, 13, 15 years. You have been working with the same group of people and then all of a sudden you are promoted to a leader. Then all of a sudden the people who you have been working with, they just look at you and say, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. Like you have all the answers, but like, and it's just like, hmm. Didn't we discuss it all together just yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Didn't we sit in the canteen cafeteria and just like goofing off and laughing about some jokes or making jokes and stuff? And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, "Ooh, here comes the leader." Mm-hmm. So, I think it's it's also how you are received. Or like, of course, you are you applaud when people get like you get advancement, but. I, I it's funny how to... it's like you just just change figure or like
2: mm-hmm.
1: are you wearing so a new shirt like, today?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like to succeed we need to not only indicate the leaders but also the other employees. And that not necessarily should come from the leader himself or herself. Like say, hey guys, um I'm here just as part of the team and yes, mm. I have some responsibilities that might look bigger than yours, but your job is just as important. So it's a lot about this kind of training, official, unofficial, but just really getting that into DNA of the teamwork that guys, we all have our job descriptions here and mine is not kind of better or worse than yours. It's just different. And without you guys, I won't be able to be a leader because I won't <laughs> I won't get to the results.
1: So it's That's really sense.
0: about making sure that everyone is seen, appreciated in the team, and their job is seen as
1: important. And also, I think uh, when you're like the things that you were saying now, it's just like my mind went off and I thought how the codependence, like how many times are we just like play along, be nice. And you are like, sometimes you just have to go in and and tell you like there is a bad apple, but nobody talks about it. Mm. You know, know, what I mean? That like, and and like when you are the guy or you are the person who has to take and say, okay, there is something rotten here, and you have to take it out, then you are not you are not going to be the most uh, popular person in town. But then again, like, you have to address it. You have mm. to because I think in that sense, for companies, that is the value. Because if you have a dysfunctional person or a team that is dysfunctional and there is a rotten apple in the team you have to take it out you have to weed out the bad influence and sometimes when somebody gets advancement what happens envy kicks in and you how are, do
0: you as a leader handle that
1: yes and that is because that is probably a million dollar question and and i think also that like because Maybe there is this person I have been, like in my work, in my career or in my work life, people have get, got an advancement where you just think, why on earth did they pick this person to go ahead
2: mm-hmm.
1: or further up in the chain? And because, but then maybe those people are just clever to like have the right team and stuff and they go with you up and up mm-hmm. and up and up. So, That is something, but how a leader deals with envy, there is always like, I think like now, just in this three or 45 minutes that we have been talking, we have (laughs) talked about a lot of things that is Mm -hmm. just like, "Mm -hmm. okay, how do we do that? Because it's hard because the human brain, we as people, we as, because I, I come, my background is in social education and I am, I'm the vessel, I'm the tool, I am. My brain is only the only thing I can relate to. I don't have access like that because people's behavior is just unbelievable sometimes. But then it's better maybe to say, okay, and especially when and we, at my former job, it was like, and I, I had this mission when I was leading a youth club. I told my employees, do, and then we talk about if it worked or it didn't work or what can we learn about it. But don't be like shy and do nothing because that does not bring us anywhere. So I would rather that you go for it. You get an idea and then you go for it. And then we can discuss like, how on earth did you, like, why did you make that decision? Mm -hmm. Why, what was the urge that you had to take the kids to whatever and then like it failed horribly or Mm -hmm. what can we learn? But that is how we evolve. But that is because you are I am the only tool that I have. And if I get sick, then what can I do? So that is like, that is also the question for, we have to give people a good leader, a great leader. I think that would be the greatest achievement. If you can say, I have hired you or you are here because you have this set of skills, try things and then we discuss it. But some companies are in the rot of. We have done this for 20 years. We have done this for 50 years. Why change something that is not broken? But And that is also a thing because that is, again, where does the fear come in? So it's just like, where do you want to? And then all of a sudden, I, let's say a family company that is sold and all of a sudden, you the only thing you hear about is that company because some new person come in, new energy and, and everything is just like exploding. So it's just like, well, what happens? And that is just because people come in and see the potential, the vision, they have a vision for this company. And they will bring it further. And they will do it. Here
0: it's a very interesting point because if you think about the family companies, for example, often they still the family owners, they still have some vision for their company, right? But yeah. maybe often it gets into a more personal vision that, okay, this is our thing and we want to sustain the family and so on. And when this new person comes, they see the bigger picture, how this company can really contribute to a change in society, to disrupting the market and those kind of things. So that's probably what you're talking about. It's not necessarily that the family owners don't see the vision, but they may be more focusing on keeping the family vision alive.
1: Yeah, and, and if you if you look at like, okay, my grandfather started this business and this was his value. And if he started the company like 50 years ago, then the time was utterly and completely different than today. Maybe like, and, and surely there was no social media, for example. Mm. So we have to like, and, and it's just like sometimes maybe as, as the point was before in like when I started talking about my age, that young people, maybe their minds, they 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 are so clever. They are so like they think fast and they just like, and it's done. And you are just like, no, 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 what did you do? What what happened here? Why? Whoa, what? Ah, can we have a meeting about this? And they are just like, ah, <laughs> you're sweating. So it's just like it's fascinating to see when the old versus the young and stuff, but it's fun because the dynamics that can come out of it. And in my sense, because I have been working with youth for a long time, it is just, like, fascinating how to, like, give them this notch, just go for it and just mm. see how it goes. And I'm so, because I am following my kids for the early days, like I was working in a youth club from 2002 to 2007, and I have, I do, I, I like, as evil Facebook could be, uh, <laughs> I... And we friend, I friended. Them. I have them as friends, and then I just like go and check up on them. And they have a great family. And they are doing this, and and then I'm just like, oh my god, this is exactly how I thought this would this person would be. Mm. Like, and it's just like so. There are things valuable in the youth. And I remember when I was young, I was like, yeah, go for it. But then the the suits came, and I'm like, no. In this company, we have always done it like this. <laughs> and they are not to be not like they are not to be moved so mm-hmm. so that is, there, is a, there are a lot of things to to look at and happiness at work is like ha, they say that there all the research say that happiness of work is about results and relationships profit is not what an employee is thinking about because the profit is for who it's not for the employee mm-hmm. so it's just like or the leader, but it is, the profit is for the owner, the shareholders and stuff. But you have to recognize the value of the employee and give rewards. And like, just it's the little things.
2: Mm.
1: What, what do you think if the leader came to you and said like, Oh, I went to the donut shop and I like, I bought your donut. Fancy one. You would just like, I think you would fall out of the chair. Like what, wow. what did I do wrong? Like it's, but it's a nice gesture, isn't it? It's just like, I noticed you. I value I value you as an employee.
0: And here I actually want to roll back to, uh, circle back to the discussion about how are you. Uh, I had to train quite some people on my teams or people whom I worked with to, to use that question, to really answer that and not say, hey, how are you? Uh, to reply in reply and the thing what i would do it felt stupid in the beginning but i felt it was important for me because i really meant the question so i would repeat it so how are you (laughs) and i mean it yeah and now in written i actually do it like when i start the message and i say hey how are you doing or something and then i go to the point of the message and then just answer to the they answer to the point of the message and i'm like Mm. I answer to that and like, so how are you? I actually meant the question. So be persistent as a leader or as an employee to your leader when you ask that question and really point it out that you actually meant to ask that question and get the answer mm. to it. Not only say hi with that question. So that's one and of it, the tips that I have seen a lot of effect
1: on. And another thing that I would also talk about is that taking a compliment. I am raised by a... Parents who were born in 1925 and 1929, and oh my God, a compliment that was just like a butter on a bread. Like it, you never, I, I, th- I, I had to hear, hear it from my like outside the family, uh, family gatherings. That my I could sense that my father was <laughs> proud of me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But giving a compliment and make it a genuine stuff that is also tricky. But receiving compliment, that can also be because I was in that state where I did something and it was probably great. And people came to me and said, Oh, that was a great job. And immediately, what did I do? No, 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 well, well, no, 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 no. Don't think like, oh, I could have done this better and this better. And just like in recent years, me and I have been joking with my brother who is 10 years young, older than me. And he is a, a great chef. And he, like, he made this cake ice cream cake or whatever it's called. And it was a hockey field, ice hockey field. And I was just like, did you make, did you make this? Yeah. And it's, it's great. No, it would have been, no, 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 no. Just say, thank you. Just mm. like, just take it. And then the day after, then he could say, like, do you remember the cake? I did like, the, the this corner was not quite like, but does it matter? Like if it is, so it's just like, s. It is a training thing. Like you say, how are you? And mean it and not like just be on the like walking and just, how are you? Okay, then you're off and you're just like, I am. So as you are receiving a compliment or giving a compliment, mean it. And just as you take it, just say, oh, thank you.
0: And yeah, don't exactly. And that's back. the rule. Like, thank you, period. Yes. Or if you really, 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 really want to add something, say, it makes me glad to hear yes. it. That's it. And then, Don't go into, oh, my hair, yeah, I haven't cut it in a, in a while. Or, oh yeah, this dress is 20 years old, oh, never mind, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just say, thank you.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And just receive it and take it and just like go on with your life. So that is, that is funny. And, and I think there are a lot of things that we are maybe in our heads, because now when you, I have my kids are 20 years old, they just be, became 20 in January. And there are so many things that I just sometimes I want to rip their head off because it's like, who is watching you? Who is thinking about you? Because, oh, I was walking there and the, this girl, she looked at me and I'm like, yeah, can it be that the person, like she looked at you just to glance over at the clock that was behind you? Like, your brain is so wired mm-hmm. and it's just like unbelievable. And I, I think talking about the brain, Dr. Jeff Skolnick, he was just—I think his book is being published in the States, where he combines the East and East and West in psychiatry. And uh, because it Did is you just, you him like, on
0: your show, right?
1: Yes, I have had him, and he just—I was just like I just okay, you talk, and I was just listening. because he was—it was fascinating to just listen to him mm-hmm. talk about tunnel vision and why. Like it's just like the brain is so—it's weird. It's weird. But it's a muscle and you have to train it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And actually talking about training, uh, we discussed how to deal with envy. And you said it's a dollar question. I actually might have an answer to it. Of course, I'm not saying I'm not proving that or like that's the only, mine only. But that's how I work with my clients, actually, with the envy. You take care of your part. and
1: And that is, yes.
0: Give responsibility of the other's parts to the others.
1: Yes. And that is also like, because if, if we take all, if we sum it up, like the happiness at work, because companies, if they really want to do something for the people at the companies and the employees and stuff, they don't hand out a fruit basket or they don't give you like, it has to be something that is, you feel value because sometimes the things that just don't like mindfulness doesn't do anything for you. If you do it only one time, You have to continue doing it. And the company has to show that, okay, we are doing this just like a gratitude. I really recently, this September, I started to participate in in gratitude challenges. And it's just remarkable because I thought, oh, I'm not good at being grateful. Like when you wake up, and you know this because you live in Iceland, when the sun is shining in December, you're just like, "Oh, the sun is shining," and you are yeah, just.
0: And like, usually, you don't wake up at
1: that time because sun is shining. That's another discussion, Anna. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> or when you hear the birds singing in the middle so of I'm... winter, yeah, it's just like, and instead of like, "Oh, the birds kept me wake, awake all night," I was just like, I would think of them as they were a choir, and they were singing for me. Just like being, let let your imagination take over Mm -hmm. and be happy or grateful for your stuff. Don't like, if you have something to complain about, then you have to like look inside Mm -hmm. and say, okay, what, what is it that is not functioning with me?
0: Exactly. And that's where we're doing the exercises with my clients to, to see what's triggered, what is threatened in me. And they're like, Anna, you're just like making me feel like it's all my fault. I was like, no, we are finding the things that you are capable of fixing. You can't the fix the other people, especially if yeah. they're 40, 50 years old. They've always been like this. The chance of you changing them is pretty damn little. Oh, well, <laughs> we can you change.
1: You yeah. Because I sometimes <laughs> say things that I like, you can't say that. And I was just like, I have done that for 54 years why should it change now
0: like mm. no but that's the thing a, like we just need to take responsibility of our point. for ourselves
1: it's and, a great point
0: and and, and and seeing your part is empowering it's yeah, not about it's, really feeling bad about it it's like heck this is how i perceived or heck this is what makes me feel so frustrated in those situations and then just getting this clarity you're and awareness you have the power of changing that
1: and also when you get this feeling of like well, like you say i love it like you are you're trying to change me or you're trying to but because when you react to something or to someone in a negative way then why is it where is it because it can be that is you are not aware of it mm. but it may be it was from your upbringing because you always got the thing about like your parents said something and you just like, you took it in and and it's there and it it triggers something in you when people do this and they don't do that or then you have to ask yourself, why is it that I'm so emotional about this? Or why is it like, why does this thing make, why is it that this thing makes me so angry that I want to rip somebody's head off? Or like, it, it is just like, then you must go inside and say to yourself, like, why am I reacting to this problem? It's not like, it's not about fixing you or mm. like, it's just like, look at it from a, like, try to, try to see things from another perspective. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, it's fun. I, I I think you have, you're onto something. Like it is just, I'm on we my are, way
0: to the million dollars,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's the same with the compliments, actually. Uh, it's the same mechanisms. When we don't have this strong core of ourselves, the self esteem, and the belief that we are worth of love, be it the love and appreciation of the others or our own towards ourselves, then those compliments don't have anything to stick on. You know, you talk about like, okay, throwing spaghettis to the wall and see what sticks. Those compliments, they just kind of don't stick to you. Mm. They don't have anything to really kind of resonate with. So by working on your self-esteem, by strengthening your feeling of your self-worth, you start remembering those compliments. Because talking from my own experience, when I was much weaker with my self-esteem, people would compliment me and the day later, I wouldn't remember that compliment. Yeah. Because it just doesn't stick.
1: Oh, I feel you. I and am so with you because I have like been there, done that. and and it's, and it's very easy to go... Only last week or the week before, I was sitting in here in my office with my employees. And all of a sudden, I, I don't know what, what what it was, because I got so angry and frustrated. And I really don't know why. And I went downstairs to my wife and said, I am so like angry and frustrated. Why is that? Of course, my wife, she's my best friend. She is my like she is my she's my, she my, she my doctor. And I was just, I don't know. And I like. I all of a sudden, they're just like, there was something, maybe something I read, or maybe I was working on my web page and I was just not not in a good place. And I was just like, and then all the negative self talk started, and you just, boom, you are not good enough, and boom, you are this, and you are that. And it was just like, and the tricky thing is, like, stop, and then why are we doing this? Hello. (laughs) So it's unbelievable.
0: The thing that I'd recommend my clients there is really to take a physical break. And uh, we we talk about the method of walking out of the problem. Yes. So if it's in in front of your computer, you take a break, you go out, make your coffee and really think about the coffee and just talk to yourself. If if you keep coming back in your mind to the computer, then you talk about it. Okay, now I grind my beans. Now I fill the machine with water. Now I put the beans in the machine. Do, 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 do. five minutes later, you come back to the computer and you see it differently. And I had a client, for example, month after we worked together, she, she would out sort of message me like, hey, I had this horrible conflict today in the, at work. And I just spinned back into the shittiest place where I used to be quite often. And I realized it and I took a break, which like shut down my computer, took my dog and went to the beach, which I love. And she's like, I felt so bad. I spent out of that stuff. And the thing is that before we worked with her, she wouldn't even identify that she's spinning down in that spiral. Now she managed to identify it. Yeah, she didn't prevent it, right? But at that moment, she already managed to identify it, acknowledge it, and take the responsibility and the power of doing the things that will help her to get out of that instead of going for days and days and days on grinding on that problem.
1: Yeah, And, and it's also, I love visiting, like, companies in the uh, computer businesses where they have these playrooms like soccer like you know the uh, ping yeah. pong tables and stuff because it's and it's also in the youth clubs like a ping pong table is just like when you play and you just start to talk to somebody mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that like you're talking about stuff and then and you li- like you, you see me on my face they like, i know i know." And then you have the solution or you can the go bond. up. Yes, <laughs> light, bulb light bulb moment. moment. And just that, mm. like, give yourself. It's just another thing. I don't know, like people who are watching this, like they maybe will say, oh, they were all over. But allow yourself to play. Mm. Because even though I'm 54, I love to kick a soccer ball. I love to like play Candy Crush. I'll, it is just like, when did it say in the manual that, oh, when you're 13, you're not a kid anymore. You're not allowed to play. Have fun. Mm. Do something that you like. It's like, what do you gain from life if you're going to go through it miserable and you're like moaning about, oh, to go to work. It's so bad. Quit your job. Why stay at the job you feel miserable?
0: Yeah, you only have
1: one life. You only have one life. So, oops, we are already <laughs> talked an hour.
0: I, I think it's a good way of wrapping up. So, you have two questions or no, three questions to you, which I always finish with. One is your three pieces of advice to our genius leaders, listeners, and viewers on what they can do to stay in their zone of
1: genius. I found, like, in a one conversation with a community I, I was in, the sentence be brave, not perfect, Neymar. Mm-hmm. And I feel I, I, it's so empowering. Just be brave, not perfect nobody is asking you to be and you can't be 100% perfect. So be brave and not perfect. And a leader, show empathy and lead and listen because you never know where your employees might be in, like what is happening around them or like there are, like just lead and listen. But mm. be brave, not perfect. I, I think that is the, like that was a light bulb moment for me. Mm. That's heard, beautiful. It's so simple. It's so
0: simple. Yeah, it's simple, but really powerful. That's really powerful. Thanks. And one practical piece of advice that that, that is coming, this question is coming from the feedback I'm getting, talking about that, genius leaders, thank you for all your comments and suggestions on what we can do. So one of the suggestions was to call it uh, the genius corner. (laughs) So basically, what can you take what kind of action can our listeners and viewers take today to become better at leading from their zone of genius?
1: Uh, like, I think it's hard maybe to sit down with your employees and say, okay, guys, we need to do some changes. How can I change? What can you do to like improve the things that we are doing? And just be like, and they will probably hit you with a... T- like boxing club but just like be vulnerable and be authentic and just say okay guys we need to do something and also like if you want to make your people happy do some random stuff surprise them mm. and just but don't make it a continuous mm. like if it because then they start to think like we have the right of like just do something crazy like invite them to a cinema and just like one off mm. but I think the one thing is like how can you see how can we forward how can we move forward and take it be thankful and grateful that i know it's hard it's the like it's very hard to just like get well when you do this i feel this then you just have to okay mm-hmm. then there is there is always thing plan to check up, plan to check out it's a circle and you just like you go around but there is always some level of improvement mm-hmm. in your space
0: I think I want to add to that. It's it's beautiful to create those conversations with your employees and your team members, but mean it, really mean it, and mm. take it and commit to implementing it. Because and if, if, if you yeah. if you create that space, if your employees open up, and then they don't see you take an action based on that, you just run the whole way or the the highway to to
1: hell, really. And it is if they don't see, like talk about survey fatigue. Because we had this annual survey about well-being at work and how your space was and stuff, and then six months later the results came and there was improvement. there. And I was just like, "Oh, did I have this problem six months ago?" Like, if you don't act on it the, the day after, if you can do it, if you can change it, then show that they're okay. We take you seriously, and we are going to make this improvements
0: and here, no, no affiliate or anyhow collaboration paid collaboration but one of your guests was talking about their now i don't remember the name but the british guy who was talking about their tool for daily check-ins for the employees
1: yeah it was uh, probably david bellamy who was yeah. talking about the happiness lab and and yeah, just like yeah. and 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 that is i probably think it's a it's a great tool because he as he he talked about it that he is the like they his company is the only one who can see who it is or what is. Mm. And as he mentioned, he could see that there was somebody in a Vital. Mm. Yes. And he decided to do something. He contacted the person. Mm. What about that?
0: Yeah, not the employee, the employer, but I think uh, I will, uh, I'll add the happiness lab to the show notes because this is a great resource for you employee, employers, if you want to implement something like this, daily check-ins, totally anonymous, but you really create this quicker system of feeling the temperature in the room and being able to react to that
1: quicker. And see why, where is the balance? Why is this department like going down and the other, like what is happening in the company? So that's, I think, and and I think he, he the Happiness Lab is onto something. But there are probably more companies out there who who do the same. But he is on top of my mind because he, I just recently talked to him. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and
1: I he, recently listened to, the, to that conversation. And, and, so, and, and he is a really great guy. So that's uh, I only wish him the best.
0: Great. Uh, talking about the context to put in the show notes. That's the last question of mine. If people would like to learn more about what you do or contact you, what's the best ways to
1: continue? I am, I am on uh, LinkedIn mm-hmm. under my, like, in and in Svenpjonsson, and To Happiness is also on LinkedIn. Uh, I have, of course, the Facebook, who is not there in Europe. And then I am on the verge of putting my webpage out. <laughs> but there is always, like, when you find something, figure something out, and then you all of a sudden are, oh, ooh, I can do this also. So it's just like, I am playing with my Legos now. In, in, in you in need my... to
0: launch it and then you play with the Legos. It's not like you, you, you need to.
1: <laughs> and, and I have to practice what I preach because I have mm-hmm. told the people that like launch it and do something and then I'm just like, oh, <laughs> but it's not about improving. It's just like, but, oh, can I have this on my page? Yes.
0: added and that's the same with what what was was with my podcast right i it was not perfect but i just launched it and then i I continue improving and i added to new platforms every week and so on so it's just about imperfect action go out there
1: just take an action and do it and like with podcast and stuff it's just like you start after 10 episodes okay how am i doing and then you start to tweak it a little bit and you start to like oh i can do this but authenticity in the podcast is also nice because I think we all need a good laugh and I in my podcast I have tried to I have made some blunders so I just laugh because I like life is too short not to laugh
0: yeah genius leaders with on that note we will let you go and live your life take action and thanks for listening and let's talk next week about how you can be your genius leader thank you Thank you, Hayden, for being here and giving us some laughs and some good ideas to digest in our days.
1: You're welcome.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. Remember, I'm always here for you. And I'm happy to connect with you on LinkedIn or via email or hope on a strategy call. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and
2: others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything.